Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of our 30 Minutes or Less podcast. So I'm joined here again by Ashling. So today's podcast, we're going to discuss the weighing scales. So this podcast has been released in early January, uh, and so we know people are going to be, you know, motivated to make change. Uh, a lot of people are going to be motivated to try and lose some weight. Uh, we've always said that is okay, mm-hmm. uh, but as long as we're looking to do it in a healthy and sustainable way. Yep. Um, Part of that is going to be understanding your relationship with the weighing scales. Now, in my opinion, the history of the weighing scales, uh, if you were born in the 80s or 90s, has kind of fucked people up. Yeah. Um, just the marketing behind it, uh, how it's been used to, as a success failure tool, and how it's probably still, in those people who were born in that era, the main measure of success. Now, in ATP, we always try and flip it. You know, as we spoke before, I'm going to talk about more in this, in this episode here. If you understand the weighing scales fully, uh, it's perfectly okay to use it. If you don't understand fully, which we hope you do after this podcast, then maybe not using it as much uh, or at all might be the best option. When it comes to what the weighing scales has done to people, I have seen in my years, it's damaged people's self-worth, it's damaged their self-image, and that's solely, again, because that's all that's been used to see if they're good or not basically yeah. you're being you're stepping on whether it's a group of people or whether it's uh, in front of just a train or whatever and you're getting a high five if you're down you're getting chastised as to why if it's up and there could be so many different reasons as to the weighing scales is up and we want you to fully fully understand by the end of this episode that when you step on the scales you you understand what's happening so why the weighing scales uh, is should not be the only measure is because it doesn't just measure body fat. And even if, even if it was something that did just measure body fat, that still should not be the only measure. No. But the weighing scales measures your body fat, body water, which is a lot that we have in our bodies, your bones, your muscles, your blood, your hair, the food in your stomach. So when you step on the scales, it's not just one thing being measured. And again, for most people, as I said, when they step on the scales, they feel like it's their self-worth being measured. And that's something we have to flip the script on. So. Why do you think it's important that people step away from the weighing scales? Um, I think it's so. I think it's more about like stepping away from it if it's something that negatively impacts you. So if you're someone whose day is going fine, and then you step on the weighing scales and it's up a little bit, and you go into this spiral of, oh my god, my weight is up. I'm a terrible person. I need to whatever, whatever, whatever. Then I think it's worth stepping away from the scales for a while and doing a little bit of work on your relationship with the scales. And also, I guess, your relationship with yourself a little bit as well, because like your self-worth and your value as a person and, you know, why people like you as a person and why people value you as a person is nothing to do with that number. Like I, your friends don't. I remember once someone said to me, they were like, your friends don't like you because you're a size 10. They don't like you because you're whatever, 11 stone, 12 stone, whatever stone. Like you're not like oh, Ian sound because he yeah, weighs like, true. you know, whatever, 70, whatever kilos. I don't know. Do you know, it's not why yeah. people like you as a person. So I think it's just, you know, if you are someone who kind of links those things, those things together, it's worth taking a bit of time away from the scale to figure that out because they're not, they're not linked in and any way And I think what you whatsoever. said there is quite powerful is that like, you know, other people don't like you for your weight, Mm-mm. but for some reason you dislike yourself for your weight. It's that thing of like, it's like, it's like, would you ever think, oh God, I'm not going to go for coffee with Susan now because she's up a kilo. Yeah. Like you would never, never ever yeah, say yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like you wouldn't. Exactly. Or she's got a size whatever on today. I'm not going to meet her. Yeah. Like you wouldn't. So, 
people don't look at you like that and if they do look at you like they're that that's friends. on them yeah. and they're not your friends yeah. and they're not people you need to be with so I yeah i do think someone said that to me once and i was like that's actually a really solid point so like i suppose what we the point you want to get across as well and we said at the beginning is that like we're okay with someone to lose weight yeah as in absolutely. like if someone says to me you know i want to lose some weight i'm like no problem that that's that's fine it's your decision and then we kind of ask a little bit why do you want to lose yep. weight uh, and that why is quite important like it's you know really like if someone <laughs> says because I hate myself or whatever then that's that's a deeper issue than a weight than the, the weighing scales like you know so but if someone's like I want to lose some weight because I want to be able to move better I want to feel better like you know these re- or even like you know I want to be able to play with my kids and, and you know be, be a bit fitter and stronger then that becomes more than the scales then as well it's like you know yes you want to lose some weight but you also want to get fitter and stronger and that kind of again that's how we can kind of segue Yes, you can aim to lose weight by improving your nutrition, by training regularly, but also then we can set some goals that are non-weight loss related, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah, and that's what I like. Actually, I was going to say almost always, that is what I always do with clients. You know, it's like, you know, someone comes in, they want to lose weight. You know, their reason behind it is not a solid reason, but it's coming from a good headspace. I'm like, yes, let's do it. But then I'm like, let's set another goal. Like, let's aim to get stronger in the gym. Let's aim to whatever alongside it because i just think you know as you're kind of progressing along that goal towards weight loss there's going to be times when that isn't moving as fast as you'd yeah. like to or isn't moving in the direction you want it to and that's when those other goals become really important because it's like okay this isn't moving right now but oh my god look at this yeah. you know like you are making progress on a, another and i think when it comes to those measures you know what we try and do is put as many measures of progress in yeah. place whether that's using the weighing skills but I think like when it comes to changing body composition mm-hmm. and body shape mm-hmm. then like you know something like taking measurements yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of getting someone to try on some clothes that they're yeah. like look I don't feel great in these clothes or whatever for every reason they don't, they don't I want them to, these to fit me better I'm like happy days you could just buy clothes that actually fit you better but that's okay we can try and get into those but like try those on make a note of how you feel and then try them on again in a few weeks and think because the weighing skills as you're about to find out is so volatile it's absolutely scary that we we kind of use it as our our main measure another one is going to be taking pictures that's not for everybody yeah. but again uh, and as a coach I think what, what I always say is that I see pictures objectively yeah. so when you take pictures of yourself uh, day one and day f- or week four or week six or eight whatever you could be like has any changes but you give them somebody who has no like feelings towards those yeah. pictures and they can see that's why having a coach can be a like I think the biggest thing I learned as a coach and as like why I'm a good coach is that we see things objectively is that and that's why like you're, you're almost helping people solve their problems because even myself when i have problems it's not till someone else points them out to me i'm like oh yeah, yeah. it's not because you, you you can't step away from yeah. it so i think it's important that's why like having a, a course that you trust is is another another great tip to have but when it comes to other measures then it is going to be yes you want to lose weight change body composition and you can measure that these ways but what else can you do? You can get stronger in the gym. Yeah. You can you can get fitter, and we do that by like you know, what was day one in the gym looking like? Now look learn look at week four and week six. That matters a lot too. Yeah. Same with like fitter. So like you know, what how long did it take it to row five hundred meters? Yeah. Now four weeks later, can you row? Like you've gotten fitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's so important to have those other measures. I really do, and I actually do think even if weight loss or aesthetics is your your primary goal, like I I still would heavily encourage people to set other goals alongside it just because yeah. i think having that as the only goal i actually think that's kind of when it becomes the issue is when it's the only goal yeah. it's not a bad goal it's not a wrong goal like 100 percent will support you but i do think having something else in there as well that you're focusing on as well as opposed to like just that yeah, is probably helpful and i agree because if the goal is solely weight loss then 
you're going to achieve that by in any way any way possible which can often lead to an unhealthy way yeah. of losing weight an unhealthy way of losing weight can fall into many brackets but you know cutting calories extremely you know maybe going on something like a no carb diet or whatever and because all you're focused on is that number on the scales dropping so it's important by having these other goals that we talk about fueling your workouts you know that you are actually coming with enough calories and enough carbohydrates in yet for training sessions and stuff like, that. like so it's just i think definitely having a weight loss goal is fine but just trying have those few other goals as well which yeah. it, as we spoke about yesterday to the gang you know it can be hard for people to set goals if they haven't set them before like yeah. you know so that's again t- like talking to someone or listening to our goals podcast or whatever you know and actually trying to figure out what do you want besides weight loss because it's the first thing people say is weight loss tone up whatever but just dig a little deeper is what we'd yeah, say absolutely so when it comes to things that affect the weighing scales and why we think in many other measures need to be used are, I'm going to blitz through and I'm going to talk about a few. So things that can make your weight fly up, okay, the weighing scales can go up. Extra carbohydrates you normally eat, more salt in your diet or sodium, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. not having regular bowel movements, mm-hmm. your menstrual cycle, stress, high stress or due to cortisol, a poor night's sleep, a hard training session, drinking alcohol, not drinking enough water, the time of the day you weigh yourself. These mm-hmm. are just some things that can affect what you do stepping on the weighing scales. Like the quickest one for me there is the time of day. Yeah. Okay, Cause so, so we have people and we've had people, you know, weighing in at 10 o'clock in the morning, then the next time they might weigh in at six o'clock in the evening, or people who just weigh in at seven or eight o'clock in the evening. That for me, I always cla- I always call it a false weighing. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I think if you're not stepping on the scales, you get to get up in the morning, you go to the bathroom, you step on the weighing scales in your underwear or whatever. Yeah. That's as accurate as you're going to get yeah. and that's still going to be fa- uh, like manipulated by yeah. a number of these factors yeah. here from the night before the yeah. day before whatever but that's as close as you're going to get yeah anything after that you're drinking water you're moving your exercise in you're eating food it's not it's not going to no. be a, a real way in no. like, that'd be the one for me yeah no um i think the big like one of the big ones we see in the gym or well we don't see it in the gym but we have people who would have seen it in the past is the carbs thing yeah you know people like i don't know how and it's not like it's not dissing it or anything because like I get I understand why they think it but I think the biggest thing I hear is like oh when I cut out bread in the past it worked and when I cut out carbs in the past it worked and it's like it did work yeah. for the time you weren't eating carbs yeah. and then when you started eating them again it came back on and we know like that's because again when we eat carbs our body needs to store them with water to like be able to use them but like it's quite a lot of water that's stored with it so like it's like for every one gram of carbs four, three or four, three or four grams yeah of water so like if you cut out carbs, you're just going to drop a whole load of water weight. But it's not body fat. Yeah. It's water weight. And the minute you eat those carbs again, the water weight's going to come back on. So I think that's why things like keto and all that kind of stuff and low-carb diets, they do work. A marketing genius. Like, yeah, they like do work. Because like. you will get a rapid transformation. Yeah. Like, I was going to say six weeks. Probably like two or three weeks. There's a 12-day one. Yeah, you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you will see, like you will, the scale will read a different number. Yeah. But like, your body fat levels and all that haven't yeah. haven't well maybe changed a little bit but not that much one of the strongest quotes i suppose i ever heard was from a client inside i definitely said it in one of the other podcasts we've done is that she's lost 30 stone but it's been the same stone 30 times yeah, uh, yeah. and that's something that we need to stop people doing and that's only achieved through you know doing it i said you can only lose body fat through a calorie deficit you know uh whereas like cutting carbohydrates yes if you're in a calorie deficit you will actually lose body fat yep. as well yep but if you're if you're like if you're not in a calorie deficit, you're actually not going to be losing body fat. So when you 
drop your carbohydrates, as, as Ashton spoke about, you see that drop on the scales. But like, what's really important to, to know is that you may just have a high carbohydrate diet and drop like reducing carbohydrates might be a good idea. Yeah, fair. That's something I think like you know yeah, we, we talk about carbs like fair. as in in the Irish diet yeah. it is very carb fat heavy. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to just be consciously aware of as well. It's not to like you like cut them all out completely, but it may be looking at your diet and go, yeah, yeah. is it is it is it, is it high sizes. carb? Like you know what I mean? Fair. That's something to yeah. consider. But that's literally our pet peeve. I think is you know being told that I have to cut out bread or you have to cut out bananas yeah. or whatever. It just doesn't like trust us okay so like yeah. we, we know how the body works we know what we're talking about you do not have to cut out a macronutrient no. to lose body fat no and like you know what anyone who's cut out carbs before like i mean it's miserable yeah. like it's pretty miserable yeah. like and okay you might be lighter on the scale but like i'm gonna assume you feel pretty crap i'm gonna assume training is crap your mood is crap concentrations yeah. crap and then it's like is that even worth the drop in the scale in the first place yeah. i personally don't think so but yeah, no, 100% um, so when it comes to salt then okay so when I say salt I mean sodium uh, so when you have say a takeaway at the weekend mm -hmm. it is going to be loaded yeah. in salt like you know you get your chipper you get your especially Chinese or whatever basically when you eat sodium salt your body retains water that it would normally excrete so you have a high salt meal or you know you eat foods over the weekend that are contain that high salt doesn't mean salt is bad let's get that very clear like we need sodium in our body but for the amount we need versus the Western diet, <laughs> like foods that are like a lot of foods are heavily like salt based. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to phrase yeah, that. Heavily, like, salt heavily salt. Diet. We use the word processed food, but it's like you know I said that that word like you know kind of it, it can fall under a lot of brackets. Uh, but foods like that we just kind of know they're they are high in salt that causes us to retain water. So then something as simple as that can make us weigh a couple of pounds heavier on the weighing scales again. And the, the issue is when you relate the weighing scales to success, is that you step on after walking your ass off in the gym all week and you've ate pretty well all week, but you've had a higher salt meal or a higher carb meal, you see the scales go up two or three pounds and you go, fuck this. Yeah. And you go throw the toys out of the pram, what's the point of me doing all this training, all this whatever, it's like, it's just water weight. That's all it literally is because of one of these reasons, if yeah. not more yeah. like, you know? Yeah, I think a big one as well, we always like, especially to female clients kind of talk about is like, their menstrual cycle and how that can affect scale weight because like it's like me and like so many female clients is like depending on where you step on your cycle like you can be significantly heavier so like we know that as females move into the second half of their cycle which is their luteal phase the way their hormones are causes them again to retain water which causes scale weight to go up but like it can be quite a big jump for yeah. some women and i think if you don't understand why that's happening you're like again oh my gosh like i've been working so hard blah blah blah, whatever so like i think that's why when we're weighing people in the gym or when you know when they choose to wait we always if we can find out where they are in their cycle yeah. because that's going to have a massive impact on what, what and the, the same is. the same goes for the opposite effect of that as well of like you know if someone's laid into the follicular phase so we yeah. like week two of their yeah. cycle if they, let's say someone has a regular cycle yeah you're probably going to feel like and this is you know not every person is the same yeah, but you know absolutely. you're probably going to feel leaner lighter and like you're there going, oh, success, I'm doing great. But again, it's it's this water fluctuation that happens. And it can be like one to five or six pounds even, like for some people, you know. So again, it's recognizing that all these things are happening. And so we spoke about like, you know, uh, menopause as well, like, you know, like hormonal fluctuations are happening. Uh, and you know, we spoke about that in more detail in our menopause podcast, which we've already recorded. But when hormonal fluctuations happen, it's not something you are doing. 
Whereas people automatically go, what have I done wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's, why you, and that's why you're saying that you're having a checklist of like, right, has one of these things yeah. happened? Because at the end of the day, the weight of the scales can go up because you over consume calories for a number of period of time Absolutely. and we've gained body fat. Like, yeah. So that's one, that's, but, that's, yeah. but that's rarely the reason it acutely goes up. As I was going to say, that's not someone who was in, you know, a week that's, ago or yeah. two weeks ago and is certainly suddenly like two kilos heavier. Like that's yeah. not usually that. But yeah, I do think so. I think, do you know what? It's just really important that like, I think, you know, it's like long term trends over time, yeah. not these little blips along the way. And it's actually like how, I can't remember who said it, but anyway, it was like they were saying that like how you respond to the fluctuations is way more important than the fluctuations themselves. Probably. Fluctuations don't matter. It's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. We want to look at like what's happening over time. And what happens is people see these little blips, like which are totally normal and go, oh my God, it's not working. I'm just going to stop and go back to what I was doing, blah, blah. But if you do that every time the scale jumps, you're literally just going to go in a circle. Yeah. You need to, I was going to say you need to get to the stage. You need to work towards being in a place where you can go, okay, scale is up a little bit. What, why might that be? And kind yeah. of X, Y, Z. And listen, it might not be any of those things. It could literally just be like, I don't know, sometimes it just seems to happen for no reason and you keep going and it'll come back down to where it was again. Yeah. Like sometimes it's not even... If you, if, I can't you, if, if, if you keep, <laughs> it, it, I can guarantee you, if you keep doing the boring stuff long mm -hmm. enough, you get the result. That's yep. literally, it's just people don't give it long enough. No. They'll give it four weeks or six weeks or whatever, but if you can give it, like 12, I'm like 12 weeks for me is, is, is the number nearly. I'm like, if you're, you know, healthy habits and you're, you're doing it for a 12 week period, training 12 week period, you really do start to see some changes. You're like, oh my God. There when, is no secret. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately you can't, you shouldn't be waiting for, a big massive change to motivate you to keep going it needs to be the end goal is the motivation of where you want to be and like you know it's going to take me a while to get there but i'm going to do these things to help me to get there that's going because like the, with the weighing scales like i spoke with the emotional reaction if you're somebody who steps on the weighing scales and you scream success because it's down a pound or two and you're in great form all day that's not healthy if you're somebody who steps on and it's up a pound or two or three pounds or whatever and it ruins your day and you feel terrible and you, and you get really annoyed, that's not healthy. What you have to understand, you're having this emotional reaction because you don't actually understand how the weighing scales works. Whereas if you're able to step on it and look at it as one tool, like literally one tool that's giving you a little bit of feedback as to how much your body weighs, that's all it is. It, do, it, it, me, it means nothing else. Like that's, it, it doesn't mean you were good, you were bad. It just is telling you, this is how much you weigh as a person. That's all. And if you can step on and be like, okay, it says 200 pounds, step off, write down 200 pounds, do it again the following week, whatever, it's 200 pounds, and do that over 52 weeks of the year and see what the trend is. If, you have the, if you've changed your nutrition and you've changed, like, increased your healthy habits, then you're going to see a drop in the weight scales. If you ha don't see a drop in the weight scales, it simply means that, like, something isn't right. So kinda, if your weight stays the same for three months or six months, whatever, then basically whatever you're consuming, whatever eating and drinking versus whatever you're doing in regards movement throughout the day, exercise, that's your maintenance. And to change, you have to change, what we've suggested is slightly change the, the input, like your nutrition, rather than be like, oh, I'm gonna go train an extra six days a week, whatever, but you could try and move a bit more. Something has to change. So people always ask, what's my maintenance? I'm like, without even doing any calorie calculations. Like, so your weight has stayed the same. When I, stay, when I say stay the same, like between a one to three pound kind yeah. of whatever, over a period of time, look at what you've been doing over the last number of weeks, look at what you've been eating over the last number of weeks, there's your maintenance. So adjust one, and that, that kind of gets things moving again. Yeah. But you have to be able to, in my opinion, 
step on the scales and just use it as feedback as to this is what my weight is. When it comes to using it personally, for me, I do have, and I, I say this like, I feel lucky that I do have a good relationship with, with myself and with food, but that's part of my, because I have this knowledge and experience, but in my opinion, the best way I like to use the weighing scales is step on it every single morning because it's, it gives me a chance of more data. And that's all it is, it's data. So I step on it every morning and I can mark down whatever my weight is and I can see a trend over a week or two or three weeks or whatever and that gives me, right, here's my average. And that's probably your best your best guess. Like, and even at that, there's still going to be factors yeah. up there. Like, you know? yeah, so yeah, yeah. weighing in once a week at 7 p.m., I'm just like, oh, like it really, really gets to me that people still do that. Yeah. Just, I just think it's false. Like. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess when you do that, like you could see like you're just getting, you could be missing, like you could weigh heavier on that one point, but like that could just be a high point of the week. Like you yeah. could actually be down. But I think, do you know what? It depends so much on the person and where they are. And I think, do you know, for some people, genuinely, taking time away from it probably is the best thing for them. Um, but yeah, I just think it depends so much on the person as to whether they do it or not, how often they do it, how they do it, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I do think learning about it can make a big difference. And I think what you were saying there about the end goal being the motivation and you know not kind of having the scales or kind of waiting for that to change to motivate you, that's why all those other measures are so important. Yeah. Because if we win, like little wins motivate us. Yeah. Like if we can be like, oh, I did, an extra push compared to last week or you did an extra oh, I don't know run or whatever like those little things give you little boosts along yeah. the way and that's why they're so important and that's why having as many like literally as many as you can have yeah. measures of success is probably the best way to actually be like successful yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I, I feel accountability as well so people like use the scales for accountability mm -hmm. that's that's their, their thought process but like hold yourself accountable for, for trying to achieve your goal and accountability is have I drank my water today yeah. Accountability is right, and this is why having a list of like these, I got like five or six pillars, yeah. or whatever that we're trying to target. Like, so if you're eating no food, have I yet one piece of food every day? Mm -hmm. So, and this this is like the the biggest thing in regards getting long term success. It's like if you're drinking one liter of water, can I increase that to one and a half liters of water? Can I have one piece of fruit? Am I taking this box? Can I go out in the fresh air every single day, whether regardless? Or can I get my and like five thousand steps? If you're doing five thousand, can you get six thousand? Can you do a little bit more than you're already doing? Yeah is literally the key to success yeah versus thinking you have to go gun ho all in forget everything else that you've been doing should completely change your lifestyle in four or six weeks it's just not how it works no and anyone who's gotten results in the past even through atp or whatever i've always asked them people who've had this big weight loss what have you done and it's always the same answer they started being consistent with the basic habits of trying to get a better night's sleep trying to manage their stress, exercising regularly, drinking water, getting their steps in, improving their nutrition slightly. Like literally that's, yeah. it's like, it sounds so boring, but yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. yeah, but I think like unfortunately because of like the media and because of social media and because of all these other things, we've been led to believe that there's this big like, whatever product secret. they're selling or whatever, that that's like the answer, that's the big secret. And clients say to us all, like they say, to, like they probably say to us that all the time in the gym, they're like, even with training, they're like, so what do you do for your training? And I'm like, exactly literally exactly the yeah. same as you like or what do you do for your like whatever i'm like the same as you yeah. i'm like i drink try and i try and drink my water try and get my sleep try and do whatever it's like we're all looking for this like secret that will give us like you know the like cheat code to get there yeah. it's it doesn't happen like yeah. it's not there um so i think yeah it's literally and it is the boring basics like yeah. and it's so like you almost feel like when you're telling people like you're just like i know this is like sounds basic but it will work if you keep doing it consistently just give, give, it, give, give it enough time <laughs> like i actually said to a client yesterday i was just like you need to take the approach that you're going to do this for the rest forever. of your life forever yeah absolutely that's literally, like yeah. i'm like you know if you take i'm gonna do this for six weeks 
Uh, and I'm okay every so often turning things up a little bit. That's like, so say you want to yeah. you know, step it up yeah. for a 6 or 8 period. Yeah. That's still not doing anything extreme. No. But it's just going to be a case of like exercise in a way that you can continue to do for the rest of your life. That you want, that you enjoy doing. That like. you enjoy. And I say when it comes to exercise, I'm off topic, obviously. Uh, but like, stop doing exercise you hate. Just stop. <sighs> it's when people are like, I'm going to do spin tonight, but I hate it. I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh, you like, it? We have seven million other classes. I don't enjoy training. It's like, that's a very broad statement. <laughs> I was like, there's, there's, a, there's a thousand form of training, yeah. forms of training. Trying to find something you like. like you know, I don't like veg. That's the big one. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, have you tried every vegetable? I'm like, you definitely No, I don't like, like carrots you know. that are boiled to death. So, and I, I, this just comes to back to like people being adults. <laughs> it's just like, it's hard, ho- I was like <laughs> ho- hold yourself accountable like you know you are an adult like so like don't be afraid to be like hey what do I want to achieve why do I want to achieve it and then you make a roadmap of how you're going to achieve it and then you go and achieve it yeah and you know what if you're someone who finds that difficult like that's where having a coach comes in I was going to say really handy but it can be really helpful and I actually think as well a good coach if you're someone who does struggle with the weighing scales and does kind of go into that negative spiral like I've definitely found in the past that having a coach helps because there's someone there like say you step on the scales by yourself and you get off and you go into this like negative spiral of like oh my god whatever 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 versus you know like you're weighing yourself and then you're checking in with your coach or whoever if they're a good coach they should be able to I don't mean talk you out of it but like I've sense I've had those voice note moments those phone call moments where I've got a message and I'm like I'm going to give you a call and then we talk through and it's like boom you just bring it down but then again that's the subjective versus objective and that's right like having a coach or having someone support like that can be helpful yeah and if you like struggle to hold yourself accountable like having someone else and eventually obviously the aim is for someone to be able to do that themselves but sometimes I do think when you're starting out it can be helpful to have someone hold your hand a little bit and just you know and have to remember people don't care about this stuff like we do you know so that's why you know it's okay if you don't have any interest in learning a lot about this but we hope this episode here just makes you rethink uh number one if you're before you start using that as your only measure uh and number two that when you do step on that you just have a different thought process as to okay the weight's gone up or whatever or the weight, the weight's even gone down we've always said this before if the weight goes down kind of go okay what's what's maybe happened in the last few days or the week or whatever that might have caused that weight to go down uh, and asking those questions uh, and when you do have a freak out, just being able to kind of hopefully pause, take a deep breath and go, okay, this is not just body fat that's flying up. This is literally usually water weight for some reason. Can I can I have a chat with myself as to what that might be and then continue on with my healthy habits? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. So we hope that one, uh, especially coming into January, is quite helpful. If you did enjoy the podcast, please let us know and please give it a shot.